Welcome, everybody, to another podcast for Pastrami Nation, the meat of pop culture. My name is Nolan Smith, and before we get started, I want to run something by everyone. This is a different kind of podcast. This is like a rebirth of our podcast. I say that because two of our members, they moved out of state, sadly, but good for them. Um, Jason and Dim Sum Hadi, who are mainstays at Pastrami Nation, they are now out of California. We want to wish them the best, and they'll always be a part of Pastrami Nation. We'll hear more from them, but today we have more people. We have a great topic to talk about. So first, right off the bat, I am here with co-founder of Pastrami Nation, Jason. Hi, everybody. Jason Smith here. And we have two awesome people here with us today. Um, I'll give you a little background on them, and then they can introduce themselves as well. First off, we have my good friend Michael. Michael... I don't know if anybody went to go see that movie, Rogue One. Um, <laughs> for the private screening QBC had, Michael was the host of that. You probably hear Michael on the radio, too. He's on Cat Country. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you hear him all over the high desert. So I want to welcome Michael to the Pastrami Nation podcast. Hey! Hello, guys. Hello. Uh, I, I just want to say thank you to start off. I'm honored to be on the podcast, and I've, you know... Uh, since I've met you, Nolan, I've gotten an opportunity to read just reviews and go to you know the website and check it out. So I'm just greatly honored, and thank you for having me on this podcast. Thank you for being yeah. here. I think we're going to have a good time today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our next guest, awesome guy. I've known him forever. Both me and my brother have known this guy forever. We bought comics off of him when we were kids. So I want to introduce <laughs> you to Robert, owner of QBC Toys and More. Hello, everyone. This is Robert. And... Yes, I am the owner of QBC Toys and More, and I'm looking forward to this podcast. It should be a whole lot of fun. We're going to talk about a whole lot of stuff that I think everyone listening is going to enjoy. Yes. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. The first topic is that little movie. It's that Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, of course, all four of us had the chance to see Rogue One at the private screening for QBC Toys and More. Yeah. Um, I think I'm safe to say the consensus is, you know, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs thumbs up. up. Big thumbs up. Good move. <laughs> so I want to go ahead and let's pass it around. General impressions. We'll start going with Michael. General impressions of Rogue One. Rogue One. Um, can I say it's our version of, or the Star Wars fan version of Suicide Squad? Uh, it really, really yes. was. It's 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 a movie of characters, unless you would. I, I guess there was a novel that kind of came before the movie. I'm unsure of what that was called, but I heard there was a novel that kind of gave some backstory on the movie. But this was uh, a movie where there's a group of characters that were mentioned in the opening crawl of, as known in, in you know back in the 70s, a Star Wars before we got the title uh, of A New Hope. In the opening crawl, it mentions what this movie's about. And to me, before I saw the movie, this was one of the most important storylines that we've never been told. Because if this doesn't happen, if they don't... Spoiler alert. Can we say spoilers? Oh, absolutely. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. (laughs) If they don't get the plans of the Death Star, Luke does not... He doesn't have an opportunity to go in the X-Wing and to do what he did. They don't know how to destroy it, and that Death Star just kind of blows everyone out of the water, which was the intent of the Empire. But as initial impression, before I get into everything else, it was something that I've wanted to see from the Star Wars movie since the originals. It was an amazing... Amazing movie. I think it's a great movie for people that are just getting into the Star Wars franchise, and it just pays homage to us as Star Wars fans that have been around and invested so many of our years and time yes. 
into these characters. We got to see characters that tied into even the prequels and uh, into Rebels, right? Into Rebels. Yeah. And into so Rebels. it was just, it was something that just fed to everyone's need and want for a great, a great Star Wars movie. I loved it. Top to bottom. I, I thought it was a great movie. Awesome, Jason. Very much so. Yeah, like he just said, I love that whole movie. It set up so many things for Star Wars, and there was a lot of Easter eggs in there, a lot of really mm. cool Easter eggs that you caught on, like the whole Dr. Evazan and Walrus Man, which obviously they made it off that planet because uh, we see them again on mm. Tatooine. But And you think, none of this stuff will happen, none of the Death Star plans. But on the other side of that, if none of this happened, Jack Porkins might still be alive because he wouldn't have got shot down in his X-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> For those Jack Porkins yeah. fans. Right, right, right. <laughs> All three of them. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, really, really awesome movie. Just your band of misfit characters, you mm. know. Uh, that droid was just totally awesome. What was it? Uh, K2SO. K2SO, K2SO, man. Yes. Yeah. He, to me, stole that show like... When he just starts picking up stormtroopers and just he was <laughs> basically like a smart ass C three PO, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was just totally awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, you really didn't hate a character like you know. There's always a movie where you hate the character. There's like the whiny Anakin or something like that. <laughs> no, everybody kind of did their purpose. I yep. mean, sure, Saul Guerrero's voice was kind of a little. It bothered me at times. I'm like, man, don't talk, you know. But other than that, everybody served yep. their purpose really well. You know, they all did their part and. Uh, ultimately paid the ultimate price for it and i concur it was probably one of the best star wars movies it had a totally different feel mm. it was of course darker than most star wars movies um but it was the perfect movie to answer all of these questions and to tie in um the animated series the prequels the original movies it did a fabulous job on just making it all seem far more coherent yeah and you know in terms of the acting the acting was some of the best acting that we've seen in any star wars movie yeah. mm -hmm. definitely an excellent excellent movie absolutely and I, I agree with all three of you i think it was an absolutely great movie what i really liked about it was the depressing tone of it because this was when vader just help take over you know pretty much the universe so of course it's going to be down in the trenches it's going to be depressing and people are going to die and to me that was it it really felt like that's what needed to happen between episode three and four so yeah, yeah. Um, to piggyback off from that um this also really established the empire as yeah. a tyranny mm -hmm. as you know people not being able to move about freely being oppressed and just being a horrible area time frame to live in for that those people and while um a new hope empire and return of the jedi kind of gave you a little bit of the feel you didn't actually see it street level and so it was really cool to see it street level yeah. in rogue one you yes. got to see the rebels with their backs against the wall i mean we felt that in the original trilogy we actually got to see it and feel the pain of if that and, and it was a line i forget what character said it but if if the empire has that type of weapon and power we don't stand a chance we don't stand a chance and we were talking about this earlier robert as well just here in the store that this was kind of in my opinion I, I correct me if i'm wrong this is the first on-screen movie we really got to see a world without jedi we yeah. really got to see a world without light the only lightsaber you saw was darth vader, vader. 
and that's not a lightsaber you want to see if you're in one cut, you know, a, a Skywalker. And so it, 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 I was really impressed where these are characters, like I mentioned, we didn't know, and you got attached to them. These are characters you were pulling for. And when things, when time came where even K2SO uh, had to sacrifice himself, and these characters knew they probably weren't going to make it out alive, they still did it, and you were you were rooting for them. This was a suicide mission. It really was, yeah. but it was a necessary thing, and they knew the cause was, if we don't get these plans, it's over for us. And I just thought that they really established the characters, the fear, the strength coming out of the fear very well throughout the whole movie. And they also showed that even within the rebellion, there was kind of a darker side. Right, right, right. It yes. wasn't all good people necessarily being right. in the... Rebellion. When he killed that guy. Exactly. Well, that was that was a rebel, wasn't it? Yeah. That was one of their people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. And that ties right into the the second part. I want to jump into. I want to jump into our positives and negatives of what we thought about right. the movie. I'm going to go ahead and take that positive because it's such yes. an easy one to take. Of course. Um, that idea that not every hero is a white knight on a white horse coming in to save the day. Yeah. Uh, as we saw, uh, Andor uh, killed that guy right in his first scene. Yes. You know, and he said he will do anything for the rebellion. Yeah. That said a lot right there. It wasn't just a, you know, oh, we have these morals, we're these good guys, we're these Mon Mothmas of the world. You have this guy who, along with the rest of that group, they're ready to kill for what they believed in. Mm -hmm. And I felt that was such a strong positive of it. We needed to see that. Since we saw the very first picture of Rogue One, that grim photo of them in the hangar. It was all dark. We saw the whole cast. We knew that we were in for a different movie. Mm -hmm. I don't think we thought we were in for this kind of a movie. Yes. And I'm thrilled that we got this. That is my number one positive. If I would have to pick a negative, and I hate to pick him as the negative, it would be Grand Moff Tarkin. Okay. I'm a big fan of Grand Moff Tarkin. And to see him in CG, at parts he felt like he was animated in like an alien. I okay. felt like... like Jar Jar Binks was right there. That kind of CG. <laughs> yeah. So um, that, that is my only con uh, complaint about Rogue One. That's a pretty minor complaint. Other than that, I thought it was a superb movie. Uh, Michael, positives and negatives? Uh, positives, just it, kind of what I mentioned, the strength of each character. Um, every one of those rebels that went in and said, you know what, Jen, we're going to go and do this with you, was a hero. I mean, it, it, nothing could have happened further for the rebellion if it wasn't for them, and they knew that. Um, you could just tell when, when they have to turn on the master switch. I mean, they're, they're, they're running through the lines of fire. You have, you're probably not going to make it. But maybe there's a chance that the you know the greater cause, the end game, will happen if you give yourselves a shot. Um, so I, I just loved all the characters, and and of course um, K2SO was just a big positive for me. I, I was I was I was wondering how they were going to do that because C3PO was the closest thing we kind of got that talked that was kind of human like, but he was still very robotic, and K2SO was very human-like at the same time, but he would just tell it like it is because that's how his programming was, and I think that's what was so great about it. Mm -hmm. And I was a little worried, you know, with uh, how are they going to do the humor because we saw in The Force Awakens there was humor. This obviously had a different tone. It was the Rebels back against the wall. We have one more chance to distill the plans to have a chance to survive. How is the humor going to work? And that's how they did it. I mean, they played with, I mean, when when they had when Jen had the gun and he's like, do you want to know the probability that she's going to use that against you? It's high. 
very high. <laughs> exactly. You know, no numbers. Or no numbers. It's, it's high. That's what it is. So I enjoy things like that. Um, and he was a big highlight for me. Oh, and I, I will say the highlight is we kind of got a glimpse of Darth Vader like we've never seen before. Oh, yes. oh. I know, and I'll let you guys get into that, but... I absolutely loved it. I would love to see some type of Darth Vader. I wouldn't even say whatever movie or whatever it is. I want more Darth Vader. I, I, Who I doesn't? Uh, yeah, right? Who doesn't? And so the glimpse that we got, I, I had a feeling he wouldn't be in it a whole heck of a lot. But the moments that he was, he was great. That's it the was first great. time we ever saw him swing that lightsaber. Really like swing that, it, yes. As opposed to the him and Obi Wan poking <laughs> sticks at Poking each other. sticks, and he <laughs> choked people. And that was pretty yes. much the extent of what we saw of Darth Vader. The negatives, there's not too much for me. And I've seen the movie uh, only three times uh, since it came out. Only three times? <laughs> only three, wow. And, and there, you know, there's a couple things I think at first where I was like, oh, okay, it, 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 there's a long char- character development, and the movie was, what was the runtime? Two hours? But I felt it was necessary. It was necessary for those parts to tell the story. And that's why we're so connected. As far as negatives, you could say maybe the CG with those characters. Um, but honestly, I kind of thought about it. I said, well, that is pretty darn good for what they did. I mean, even though there's even memes going on on Instagram, the lazy eye and, and Jar Jar Binks says, Misa <laughs> in there somewhere. Um, I thought for, for what it was, if you just accept, it's not going to be perfect. It's not a real human being. You could tell. But they did a pretty darn good job. And I like the fact that they brought those characters in because I just thought we would see the back of them. So the fact that they actually showed them was great. So, I mean, you can say, I guess I can just bank it on a CGI is, is the negative, but it's not even a big negative for me. No, not really. All right, Jason, what about you? The positive for me was just seeing how dangerous the Empire really was, you know, because they're blowing up like, what, two multiple planets on yeah. this thing as opposed to we just got Alderaan blowing up on right. the original Star Wars. And... Uh, yeah, it's just they really, really showed you that, hey, you don't want to mess with them. It's not just, oh, okay, we're up here. No, they can blow you up from wherever they're at pretty much with this new weapon that they got. And the whole Darth Vader thing, too, that really sold me was when he's swinging that lightsaber and he basically cut that guy in half when he lifts him up. Oh, man. Psh, I was like, wow. <laughs> right. I was just, this is Great just moment. happening. This Great is Darth, Darth Vader. Vader, yeah. I haven't seen him swing a lightsaber like that since that game, remember, what was the uh, Force... The Force Unleashed. Yes. Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's the first time you really got to see Darth Vader live up to this character that he is portrayed as, you know, as opposed to the poke sticking with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, <laughs> or stick poking, whatever. I'm sorry, I re- that really bad wordage. The negative for me on that, ooh, I don't know. Uh, one of two things, either that the fact that I have to wait till 1977 to see the sequel, or the fact that I didn't see it again yesterday instead of watching that Assassin's movie. Oh. We won't go there. Yeah, we don't want to ruin the yeah. podcast. Yeah, I don't want to stop in a moment. <laughs> All right, Robert. All right, so for me, the positive was from pretty much opening scene to closing scene. The entire movie was absolutely fabulous i enjoyed every moment of it probably being the only one out of the group of us that actually saw the original star wars in the theater yeah so that's showing my age a little bit but it it really was it was a complete package and while i agree that there were moments that Grandma tarkin looked a little bit too cg the fact that they were brave enough to have him in there as much as they had Grandma Tarkin in there was fantastic. It, it brought back so many childhood memories. It it just helped 
tie everything together. Um, and they di actually did their research. They did very little that would actually contradict the original movie. Uh -huh. um, they, um, when they were destroying the cities, yeah. it was on level one, on a low level of the Death Star, so that the entire planet didn't destro wasn't destroyed. So in episode four, A New Hope, when Grand Moff Tarkin says, it's time for you to see the full power of this space wow. station, we were able to see the full power of the entire planet being disintegrated. You know, just little things like that was fabulous. Yeah. And going into the negative, the only negative for me, but it was also a positive, which I'll kind of explain, was also that scene with Darth Vader. I loved seeing him go through and tear through everything. But um, my understanding of why in episode four, um, the lightsabers, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan, both wielded the lightsaber two-handed was because originally George Lucas had stated that only a strong Jedi could even wield the lightsaber and it had to be wielded two-handed. Ah, and so yes. thus, the two-handed samurai yes. fighting style. Gotcha. By the time Empire Strikes Back came out and Darth Vader was able to wield it one-handed, that was supposed to be a, wow, look how powerful he is right. moment. Gotcha. Okay. And so... That kind of bridges that we were able to see the power and everything, but that was one of those things that, again, going back, and it's more of a complaint of how they changed even within the original trilogy of the the power of the Jedi and the lightsaber itself. Mm -hmm. I like I like that a lot. I didn't even kind of put that together. I mean, but to your point, Robert, of it really kind of just filled in the potholes of certain things that we weren't... You appreciate... I mean, I, I watched uh, A New Hope with my dad later on that night after we saw uh, Rogue One, and you were just able to appreciate especially the first, like, five minutes of A New Hope because it really just, like... is What's the technical term? Is it ten minutes after a Rogue One? It's supposed to be ten minutes. Ten minutes yeah. or something yeah. like, like minutes, that? Yeah. And you felt that, you know, going into hyperspace, Leia's ship, and then you see Vader kind of board the ship uh, afterwards, and the fact that those... Um, uh, uh, those rebels were just trying to get the plans to the next person. They knew as soon as I saw a meme on this too. Gosh darn it, social media! Um, but I saw this meme where it says, "At this moment, when the lightsaber was red, you the the rebels knew that they were they were done for. I mean, they really knew because what are you gonna do? He's Darth Vader. You know who he is. They know who he is. Um, but I, I just really liked how they tied the movies in that way, and I just I enjoyed the the originals that much more." If you didn't care for the the episode one, two, and three, the prequels, this was the prequel that you wanted to see. It really Definitely. was. Really was. I agree completely. Uh, now, Easter eggs. I know okay. there's Easter eggs in here, and I'm just gonna leave it open to you guys to tell us what are the Easter eggs. Well, you know, for me, I'm a huge Star Wars Rebels cartoon mm. fan. It it is again right there, right before Episode Four, bring me back to the childhood. And just the fact that Chopper and um, Hera was mentioned and seeing the ghost um, in the final battle scene, that was fantastic. I loved just those those little laser eggs. And so I did not even know about okay. those. So when you first told me about it, I was like, what? 
Yeah, I, so now I have to go watch Rebels. Because I have not. Have you, have you seen, have not seen and, Rebels? And you've recommended Rebels, Robert. Because Rebels I was asking is about amazing. Like, because Clone Wars, you're like, Rebels. Go see Rebels. And Lots of Easter eggs in Rebels yeah. if you're a fan of the original series. Okay. If you're a fan of even the Clone Wars, again, that series there helps tie everything together. Okay. Um, and there's rumor going around that we're going to see some characters from Rogue One yeah. in oh, Rebels. Ooh, Ooh, okay. Nice. That'd be really, really neat. Really cool. I heard about that, yeah. Any other Easter eggs that we saw? Well, there's the obvious Dr. Evazon Walrus Man. And I loved that one that because, again, tying in with episode four, you know, um, they had the death sentence on 12 systems. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, so yeah. it made sense for him to be on another one planet. One of those 12 was, systems. Well, now technically that would be 11 systems. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool. The Easter egg. Well, I mean, it, I mean, you know, C three PO and R two D two to kind of make that quick little. Uh, I forget what planet you're saying. Are there? Uh, what was the last planet that they went on in Rogue One? Oh, uh, not Jeddah. Oh, no. no, not Jeddah. The one after that. Scarif. Scarif. Yeah, Scarif. Yeah. 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 And where's those Scarif? They're going to Scarif. Yeah, nobody you know, tells me anything. No one tells me anything, and I thought it was really cool. It's classic C three PO. It's classic R two. You know, making the noises that he makes in, in the robots, and and uh, I, I really like that. The one of the Easter eggs that I need to go back and watch the movie for the fourth or fifth time and just write this thing down is when they're actually looking for the name of the plans of the Death Star. And obviously, I'm thinking oh. it's Stardust. It has to be Stardust, right? right? But there's some names that Jen mentions before that. There was yes. Black Saber was one of them, and I'm going, "What is that? What does that mean? Is Mace Windu still alive? Or you know, <laughs> I, you, you never know what those are." And so I'm interested if they're going to kind of pay homage to those in you know Episode Eight or whatever that may be. It could that just be, be cool. something fun. But I'm like, well, my brother and I looked at each other in the movie the same time because it was our se his second time seeing it, and I'm like, "What is Bla you know Black Saber? What are these different names?" Um, and it could mean something and maybe it's something in the comics in the future we don't know but i thought those type of little things even that you know even though they answered a lot of questions they also kind of threw in a couple new things for us to discover i think that's awesome oh it's a yeah. good thing to bring up i'm gonna have to watch it again now and test yeah. those names yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> yes. pretty cool um now before i'm gonna throw it to everybody and see what would be your score out of 10 before i do that one last positive that we didn't address and i know everybody's thinking about it is uh donnie yen and oh my gosh he was great yes. he was fantastic in there hands down the best fighting scenes in the movie mm -hmm. um, he just brought something very different than we're used to seeing so I just want to throw that out there such a phenomenal character he was great I'm glad you mentioned that Nolan because I was going to mention him he was almost the only he was the closest thing we got to a Jedi yes yeah. right. he was the closest thing and you found out he was protector one of the protectors of the temples so that was really cool because we haven't really seen that in a movie before so I thought that was really fantastic but and at the very end, people started believing. Jen started believing, even though she had that, you know, crystal on yep. her neck. And it really, you can tell, he was who he was. He never wavered. I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. And and when yep. he passed away, his friend was saying that he believed again. You know what I mean? So it was very inspirational to go, even though we don't have any Jedi, the Force is still strong in these people, at least in Donnie Yen's character. And uh, I just I just thought he was great. Where You know, he's like, the Force is with me. The Force protected me. I protected you! You know, I thought those type of, of things were, were uh, really great and, and and one more positive sorry nolan um before we move on is is jen and her, her father that's the main storyline of her I, father you know being pegged as a bad guy because he's helping with the death star plant but the fact that he knew what he was doing and he was actually batting for the rebels right. team the whole time that's got to be one of the biggest just suck it up swallow it 
and do it for the greater good. I mean, despite the characters we saw sacrifice at the very end, he sacrificed for years. His wife dying at the beginning of the movie, him not seeing his daughter for all those years, but then he got he got to see her and even says, I have so much to tell you, and then he takes his last breath. But if he doesn't do that, we're not even talking about that, if he doesn't make that little thing in the Death Star yes. to where you can destroy it, there's also no hope to destroy the thing. So I thought that relationship, and when she finds out he, my dad's still actually good with that hologram, that was one of the best moments for, for uh, the Jen character. I, because I also great. agree with that. Great. Um, you were able to feel for the characters, yes. Jenner, so you actually did feel sorry for her. You were rooting for her, even though you knew the outcome. You know, yeah. it's, you were hoping that somehow, you know, because she was a very likable character. She yeah. wasn't perfect. No. And that's what mm -hmm. made her very likable. Exactly, right? Just like you and me and everybody else, nobody's perfect. Yeah. And she fit right into that. Very hard of the surface. and yeah. You brought up another good point, because for years we've heard, like, oh, what's the Empire stupid? Why did they build the Death Star exactly. with this big weakness in yeah, it? Yeah, that was another thing it they filled in for us. so well yeah. into that. that mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they just filled in all of those little gaps so perfectly. I like that yes. they use the same imaging too when you go and watch A New Hope and they're talking to the X-Wing squad and you're seeing <laughs> the actual plans. They use the same images. Exactly. I'm glad they didn't go, we gotta make it modern. No, it was like, this is supposed to be believable because it's minutes before the movie you're about to see and I love how they kept those little radar things and everything the same. I thought it was just I loved well the done. retro look. Yes. yes. Very I agree. Cool. I Very agree. Cool. So now if we we have to give it a grade. Okay. Uh, I did a review already, so I'll throw mine out there first. I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Mm. And the reason I gave it a 9.5 was really because just the Moff Tarkin part. Okay. It knocked off half. That's it's still one of the best movies of the year. Um, Michael? I'm going to go a little up and say 9.7. I, I, it was, it, uh, sorry, not, not to, I'm going to up you, but um, I, it, the, the Moff Tarkin didn't bother me as much. The Leia, I've seen a side-by-side -side from her a new, a new Hope, and then the CGI, and I'm okay with it because, I'm, I, to, in my personal opinion, I just accept that I know it's CGI, I know it's not real. We've always seen Leia in Episode 7 and who, how she looks now these days. Um, I just love the movie overall. I thought it, like Robert said, it tied in everything perfect. It was one of the best Star Wars movies we've seen. Yes. It's something I think we've all been kind of thirsty for, and they gave us that drink of water that was star wars what made it so special for everybody i absolutely loved it so nine nine uh, awesome jason me i'm gonna go ahead and say 10 out of 10 right. just because it kept me entertained the whole time you know it just every step of the way through the movie i was really entertained you know just i'm like wow this is that it felt like i was watching an old star wars movie mm -hmm. as opposed to you know in the episodes one two and three i like those but uh they, the spaceships look more modern, and yet supposedly that's before uh, all yeah. those. But this exactly. had the feel of a classic Star Wars film. So 10. Yeah, I'm going to okay. go ahead and say 10. Awesome. Robert? I'm going to go a 9.5, and that's only because probably like the teacher side of me, there's not anything that's actually perfect. If I sat back and watched it <laughs> three or four more times, I can probably find some areas of more improvement. And so, yeah, a 9.5. Great movie, though. Great movie. Excellent. Movie. Definitely movie. one of the Love best it. movies for Star Wars. Well, now that we're, we are talking about movies, let's go ahead and jump into what movie are you most looking forward to in 2017? Um, I'll go ahead and go first, and I picked a kind of an oddball movie. It's perfect, right? <laughs> Why would you steal my answer? Hey man, it's perfect three. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Get it's it right. the best one. The, the three times a charm. Is Anna Kendrick in it? That's all I care about. Sold. For me, Sold. it is John Wick 2. 
And for those who don't know what John Wick is, John Wick is this little movie with Keanu Reeves about a hitman who loses everything, including his dog, and he decides to go crazy and kill everybody who was responsible for it. Um, it's one of those movies where you definitely you check your brain at the door. Uh, if you're going in there expecting like this eye-opening, insightful thing, you're not going to get it. But if you're going for an action movie that entertains you from the beginning all the way to the end, it's John Wick. So with John Wick 2, uh, I, I know sequels don't usually do very well, but I have very high hopes for it. So John Wick 2 is my movie for 2017 that I am looking forward to. Michael? I'm scrolling through all these movies. I took some uh, screenshots. Uh, I googled what the 2017 movies are going to be. There's so many great ones. I'm a big Marvel fan, so obviously the Spider-Mans, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man Homecoming, I should say, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy 2, um, Power Rangers, Jason, we were talking about that, Power Rangers... It's interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Definitely. They're taking liberties, you know, with, of course, the storyline with suits and megazords and stuff like that. I'm open. I'm going to go see it. Uh, and I think just with the names alone, that's cool. And this, the colors, they kept the same. Um, there's a lot of similarities, too. I want to see if there's a Green Ranger and a White Ranger, you know, in the future. It's movie number one. But I hope it does well. Um, I want to see the Justice League. I want to see the Justice League. Um, because, and not that I didn't like Batman v Superman. I like the extended cut a lot more. And I just, I'm excited because we've seen the Avengers on screen before. I love uh, DC. And I want to see this movie just knock it out of the park. So I'm super excited um, about Justice League. And I can go on, of course, the episode 8 is going to be coming out. So that's an obvious course. I'm going to go see that four times by night number two. There's just a lot of great ones. And, and I'm excited for John Wick just because... I, I didn't see the first one. I, I have to see that beforehand, but some of the directors or the choreographers that helped out with Civil War and those type of fight scenes did the first John Wick movie. Yes. So if it's anything like that, I'm excited for oh, it. Yeah. And then, believe it or not, uh, two movies uh, that are Disney, Beauty and the Beast live action. I'm interested to see what oh, they're going to do. Yeah. And Cars 3. Just from the trailer, we talk about a tone that Rogue One has. That's right. I mean, Cars 3, it's La La Land. If you've ever gone to California Adventure, it's a nice, happy place. But then you see this trailer and you go, something's about to change. And they kind of mention that. And I'm interested in that little bit of a darker tone in this movie. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for it. So we'll see. Your yeah. choices. Yeah, Good sorry. Choices. I know I, I've, I've gone on too long. But <laughs> there are a lot of great movies in 2017. It's hard to know right It's hard. It's I hard. agree. Jason. Me, uh... It would have to be the new King Kong. What is it? Kong Island of the Skull or something? Island. Skull, Island. Skull Island, I think. Yes. Yeah. And just big gorillas and dinosaurs. I mean, I've always been a dinosaur guy. I've always been a King Kong fan, so it has to be the one I look most forward to. I love all the Marvel and DC, too. I'm going to see them all multiple times, but just King Kong, you know, that's my movie right there, you know? That's no surprise to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, looks good. it looks really good. It looks really good. good. Robert. And I'm really looking forward to Wonder Woman. Uh, we've long waited for a good Wonder Woman movie, yeah. um, and I think that this one should hopefully be a really good movie and really help set the stage for the summer release of Justice League. And then, of course, Star Wars. You know, mm. I'm really looking forward to Star Wars. But those are probably the two movies I'm looking forward to the most, Wonder Woman and the new Star Wars. And, of course, it's hard to choose because, like Michael said, there's so many movies coming out in 2017. There's movies we probably don't even know about yet, and they're being under wraps, and we'll see exactly. in November something pop out and just blow us away. But it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a really good year. There's too many good movies that are actually com coming out in 2017. Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. Pitch Perfect 3, yeah. yeah. I know you can't wait. <laughs> I'll be there for the midnight opening for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> camping out a week in advance. You know, yes. First in line. <laughs> you already got the days off of work. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be at the new Smurfs movie, so I'll let oh, me know how that one is. Too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, since we're talking about 2017, I thought I'd throw something out. And because of where we're at, in case you don't know, we are doing our podcast from QBC Toys and More. It's the comic book and collectible store in Victorville. It's a store that... I go to the most. I know my brother makes us his store of choice of comics. Yes, and um, you find everything here. They've you got find, it all. yeah, you find you know action figures, books, and you find Funko Pops. Yes, those, those things are kind of popular. Yeah. Kind of, right? Kind of popular. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. My coworkers tend to see t- tend to say that I have a problem. They saw my wall. I showed you my wall on Instagram the other <laughs> night for the first time. They're like, "Okay, you have a problem." I was like, "But it's a good problem because these things are amazing." Yes. It's very addicting, and I would be a liar if I said I didn't have any. I have plenty, and they're <laughs> they're amazing. So with 2017, I know they've already announced a lot of their lines, but. If, you, if there's one line that you would like to see made in 2017 as a Funko Pop, what would it be? For me, I'm going to say there's two lines, and they're kind of weird choices, I guess. One would be It's a Wonderful Life. Very interesting. Nice. And I'd love to see them as black and white pops. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm a big fan of It's a Wonderful Life. I think it's one of the best movies of all time. Um, and it, I every year we hit this time, and I'm like, why haven't you done it, Funko? So, Funko, I'm tagging you in this podcast. Why haven't you done it? So, Comic-Con exclusive <laughs> Uncle Billy pop. <laughs> you know how much I hate Uncle Billy. <laughs> <laughs> and then my second line would be... Um, Nickelodeon's Hey Dude. Yes. Oh. oh. I love Hey Dude. It was the show growing up. And uh, to get uh, a Danny, a Mr. Ernst, and all of them, it would... Wow. That would complete any collection. That Comic-Con exclusive Danny with the tie-dyed shirt. The guys, 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 Danny with the tie-dyed shirt. <laughs> See? <laughs> the, at least there's two of us that would buy him. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go ahead and throw it to Michael. Oh, I'm 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 sitting here looking at all the comics and all the choices I have, and I'm trying to figure out what what pop I'd want to see. I tend, and I was I was when I was showing you my collection, I was thinking about it. I I love a lot of pops, and I wish I could afford all of them. I wish if I won the lottery, I'd say Funko, give me one of each of your pops because they're just so well done. I, I mean, yeah, I I, in these little boxes of of gr- goodness, they capture everything that is that character. They do a great job of doing that. And I tend to just grab the ones like the Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles and the things that I grew up watching and Star Wars, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure what I would I would I'd like to see. I wish I can I can give something uh, out. I think maybe a, I don't know I don't know. I, I think we mentioned before the podcast of that Kong. I yes. know you said we're, we're going to be getting we're one getting of those. The Kong inch. pop, the six inch would be really cool. Um, I'm hoping for a really cool Wonder Woman pop from the movie. Yes. Um, and hoping that we would get probably a really cool uh, Star Wars. Who I don't really know the storyline of Star Wars Episode Eight, but if there's a new big bad in it or if there's someone else wielding a lightsaber, I am always going to buy that pop. So yes. uh, I don't have one in particular, but uh, I'm looking forward to 2017 line of pops from Funko. Very awesome. Nice. I'm a little afraid to throw this to Jason, but <laughs> <laughs> Jason, what what would be the line for you? Well, it's it's kind of tied between two pops. I mean, okay. while, while we're throwing other lines, I'd like to see them do some pops with based on the Jurassic Park franchise. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But I've had these two pops in mind that are kind of tied in my head. First one would be. Uh, Javier Bardem's character from the movie No Country for Old Men mm. was oh. it Anton Shagir. Yeah. I, I think that would be a really awesome, just such a good villain, so well done, you know. 
It was just like one of those bad guys that you kind of rooted for, you know? As right, right. creepy as that seems, he was a, such a good character that I think he'd make a good pop with just that blank stare and that little air gun that he carries around. Mm-hmm. And the other one, uh, I wouldn't care if they made any other Marvel character if they made a cardiac pop from the Spider-Man comics. Uh, it was like my favorite <laughs> character, like Spider-Man, probably Marvel character. And yet the only toy version we have of him is a hero click. I'm like, really? We got, what was it, Eel? We got we a got Marvel version of Eel, and we don't have Cardiac yet. So give me my Cardiac pop. I'm like, oh, man. How, how did I know Cardiac was going to come up? Yeah. <laughs> this is a constant discussion. <laughs> um, Robert. All right. So I'm going to go a little bit retro here. I'm going to mention first a movie that if any of these three actually remember okay. or ever saw, I would be kind of surprised. Challenge accepted. Charlie Chaplin. Damnation Alley. Yeah. That's the movie. That is the movie. Obviously, that George Dave Pippard is not seeing this movie. George okay. Pippard, post-apocalyptic. They had these wonderful, large vehicles that could actually um, invert their their wheels the way they spin and actually burrow down in the ground. Um, wow. There's giant scorpions, armor-coated cockroaches. Oh, wow. Um, Why have I not seen this movie? Just so absolutely awesome. fantastic yeah. movie. And what, what is the name again? Damnation Alley. I'm looking this up. That's just nothing. George title. Pippard. Okay, that's cool. okay. that's, this is something I have to check and out. And there's like one scene in the movie where um, they open up a door of a car and there's a skeleton perfectly clean and they're like how is that perfectly clean <laughs> and then all of this swarm of cockroaches just oh. come out oh, oh nice it, wow it, yeah it's it's a great movie. movie it's a 70s sounds really awesome 70s movie i'm looking that up that's that and, sounds fantastic man and along this that same time era i would also like to see them do a line based on the hammer horror movies oh the hammer dracula oh. and all of that stuff that'd be really cool yes. it seems like funko's done that before too they'll go back to those type of retro i think that hammer horror or, that'd be cool there's a chance more. i don't yeah i could be out of the loop Damnation Alley could be I right could totally the see them doing the Damnation Alley George Pappard figure um, with the vehicle as a ride. Like a pop oh, ride. Yes. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Because the, the Damnation Alley vehicle is one of my favorite vehicles. That would be awesome. So it's Funko, really again, cool. I'm tagging you in this. There's no way you could have thought of that idea. Yes. He's yes. <laughs> <laughs> got the resume. This is resume. You know what? Uh, I'm sorry not to interrupt. Uh, I, I know which one. I play a little video game called Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. And that's uh, I've grown. I, I, I'm not a big uh, one-person per- shooter, first-person shooter and that type of stuff. It's a team game, or else I would be horrible at it because I'm just not good at those games. But I love the characters. And the one pop they haven't come out yet uh, with is Reinhardt. That's the main character that I like. I don't know if you've seen it. He's just an older guy that has fought this war in a big suit of armor. And um, they have a six-inch pop already, but I I would like to see that pop. So if anyone knows what Overwatch is, that's the one pop I would like to see next year. I'm sure there's like one, two, or a million people to know what Overwatch is. I think that'd be cool, Robert. I mean, that's something they've never gone before. And you can even tell with throwbacks or even what Star Wars Rogue One's capturing, you know, companies and storylines are not afraid to go back and exactly. to bring these things back because it's almost like the retro is becoming relevant again. Yes. And I and I, I love stuff like that. So I think it'd be cool. So that's that is all we have for today. Um, I do want to thank everybody who's listening. I see some people popping up on the live thing. That's awesome. First Hello. time we've ever done a live podcast. 
Uh, first time we've done a podcast at QPC Toys and More. First time we've done a podcast with Michael and Robert. Uh, and I am just so happy for this rebirth of the podcast. You'll be seeing this on a regular basis. Uh, thank you again, Robert, for allowing us to come to QPC Toys thank and More. You. Well, thank you for being here. Um, you're a valuable part of QBC. See, that's so. that's just awesome right there. So, signing off, I am Nolan, joined by... Michael Fabella. Jason. And Robert, you can see my gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Take care. Thank you.